0: In this video tutorial, we're going to take a look at continuity editing, and how we can use editing techniques to compress time. Rick and John have given me the rushes from their recent recording session. It's great footage, and they've given me lots of flexibility, through good recording techniques such as using lights, and good preparation using a storyboard. I've already imported the rushes and put them into a bin which I've named clips. Here they are and here's an example of a kettle being filled in one of them. My first role as the editor is to watch all the clips and make some assessments about each one. What I like to do is watch them all over and then decide on the order that they should go in. Don't forget that Final Cut will order them alphabetically and this isn't necessarily the right order. I'll keep it simple and use a numeric prefix such as 001 To designate the first shot, and then a letter to designate a different angle or versions of that shot. So here we'll have 001A and 001B. So here I've completed that task. You can see my numbering gives me a better idea of my desired order. Next, I'll figure out which clips I really want to use by watching them through again. I'll just skip through them for your benefit, but you need to make sure to watch them thoroughly. If I decide I want to use a clip, I can do a number of different things. I could for instance label it in the right click menu, and I have some different coloured labels here.
1: However, I prefer to move them into a separate bin, like this. So I'll carry on sorting these out now, watching each one in turn. This one here I've decided that I don't like. It's duplication of things that we
0: already have and that whip zoom just there, that's a bit unpleasant and I'm going to leave this one alone in the clips bin. Here's another one that I'm not sure about. I don't like John's facial expression as he leaves the scene just there. There looks to be a better alternative take after this, so we'll take a look at that. Yeah, that's much better. So I
1: think we'll keep that one. So I've moved all the other clips into the best bin now.
0: You can see that they're still in numerical order, so I'm ready to start editing them. I'm going to cheat a bit here, and I'll select all the clips and then drag them into the timeline, and click yes to that option, Final Cut will automatically place them all in sequence, exactly as they appear in the bin. I'll have to zoom out of the timeline for you to see this. So here you can see the whole timeline with all my clips in it. The problem is that it's really long – over 6 minutes to make a cup of tea will definitely get boring, so we need to get down to some serious editing here. You can approach this in whichever way you choose, but I'm going to start with this huge clip of the kettle boiling in the middle. If I double click it and preview it in the viewer, I can see that it is footage of the entire boiling process. It's around a four minute process, from the beginning of the boil here, to here near the end. That's going to be pretty boring to watch. What I'm definitely interested in is the climax of the boil. This is the key visual clue for the story. Here it is, towards the end of that clip. One really good technique to trim this is to add an in point. I can move my playhead to the point that I want to cut to. And then I'll click this little button here. Next, I want to add an out point for the end of the desired clip. So I need to move my playhead to where I want that to be and click this button. To create the out point. You can see that it's instantly cut the clip down in the timeline, but we've got gaps now. A crude way round this is to right-click in the gap and select close gap.
1: Great that gap's gone so let's do the other one. Okay that's fantastic
0: we've cut lots of time off the sequence already. It's a little over two minutes long now. I'm just going to zoom in a little on this timeline. Let's just watch that middle section and see what we have there. There's the kettle boiling. And there's where it clicks off. Next we have a close-up of the boiling climax, which repeats what we've already got. I definitely want to use this close-up as it adds some visual interest. I'm going to click it, pick it up and drag it over the top of the mid-shot, holding my ALT key down. This changes the mouse pointer to a downwards arrow. I can release this and it will swap the clips over. Great. That looks better, but we still have repetition. I'm going to grab the edge of the midshot clip and drag it to the right. When I release, it's shortened the clip and left a gap. I can close this gap in the usual way. I can do the same with the close up, but all this gap closing is getting to be a real pain. Fortunately, this editor has a much more useful tool called the
1: Ripple Edit tool. It's found over here in the tool menu. I'll move my playhead to the point just before the kettle clicks off.
0: And now if I drag the edge of the close up clip to my playhead, it automatically reduces the clip length without leaving a gap. Let's play through that now. I don't want too much of the boiling so I'll ripple edit that too. Okay, that's a bit better. It's shorter and it has continuity. I'm going to move
1: back to the clips before the boiling now.
0: Again, we have some duplication here, but I do like both shots, and they provide more visual interest. I'm going to swap them over using the technique from earlier, holding my ALT key. So now we have a wide shot running into a closer shot. Again there's duplication and I want to edit that out, concentrating on the moment that John switches the kettle on.
1: Here's good. I'll ripple edit back to there. And then I'll find a matching point in the close shot. And ripple to that. So let's see what
0: that gives us. After the kettle boils, there's some footage of John reading his newspaper. In this one, he gets it out the cupboard and I don't really think that it fits well with the flow of the story. So I'm going to move it before the kettle boils. Let's look at what we have now. John starts the kettle boiling, reads his paper, then it boils but I think he reads it for too long. We don't need all of that, so I'll ripple it back a bit. Once the kettle has boiled, John notices it and goes for the fridge. We've got a close-up here with some
1: repetition that I don't really like. I'll just delete the entire clip, and then close the gap.
0: After John gets the milk, the shot changes to him arriving with the milk. This is good, but the continuity isn't quite there. We need to edit to match John's movement in both scenes. This can take some time, but experience will help guide me to the right point. It also helps that I've watched the footage so much that I'm familiar with it, and I can anticipate the movement. There we go, that looks pretty good. Finally, I'm going to tidy up the beginning. Just watch what I'm going to do and see if you can recognise the different editing techniques that I've
1: used. So let's see how that's worked out.
0: That's working really well now. I think I can do better though. If I needed it shorter, here's an example of it edited down to just under 30 seconds. A trick I've used here is to take some audio from one of the kettle boiling clips and place it under the video of John reading his paper. Let's watch that. I've completely cut out the visuals of the boiling water, but I've kept the audio to help the flow of the edit. You can probably see here that I've placed this boiling audio on a different track to the paper reading audio, and they play together. Here it is once more. I've also used some crossfades to help tidy the ends up. Here's one more example of an even shorter version, just over 8 seconds. It's not perfect, but it might work well with some fast paced music underneath. So we've managed to cut a 6 minute tea making process into just 8 seconds, through the use of
1: some pretty simple editing techniques. Why don't you have a go and see what you can achieve?